The following is a fourth-hand production. Project Serpo, the alleged top-secret exchange program between the United States government and an alien planet called Serpo in the Zeta Reticuli star system. Everything from Roswell, Grey Aliens, Barney, and Betty Hill, government cover-ups, and even communism is touched on in this conspiracy potpourri story. But, does that mean the story is untrue, or are they all true and intertwined like spider webs? We break out our bug spray to get to the bottom of the story next, on Hysteria 51. They say, I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that has never been to another planet. But if we needed to send someone, it would definitely be Corbin Dallas. This is Hysteria 51. I drive a cab now. Not a space fighter. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we're your host and co-captains on this intergalactic journey, John Goforth and Brent Hand. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. John, tonight we have a good old-fashioned UFO story. Not something that might be a UFO, not some lights in the sky, we're just going to slip right back into it like a warm bath, John. It's like a, it's like an old friend calling us home. It, it is comforting like a warm bath. <laughs> uh, but with the excitement and fervor of, of, of more like jumping in with a cannonball. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! No one wants to think about either of you taking a bath. That, that's that, fair, actually. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show, the one and only, thank the good Lord, Conspiracy Bot. I built Seabot to help make this a better podcast, and unfortunately, he sits around making bad jokes and drinking, which kind of is stepping into our boundaries. <laughs> takes one to know one i'll admit it you boys do have some similarities other weaknesses we're slow learners and we're not particularly good listeners that'll be uh that'll be a huge problem we're also slow learners no, no we, we don't. don't oh god i rest <laughs> my case moving on brent you heard the clip from the fifth element earlier anybody else want to negotiate probably my favorite movie that at least partially takes place on another planet uh, I, I want to know, what is yours? What's your favorite otherworldly flick? I don't know. Like, if I just had to pick otherworldly, I really like The Martian. I thought that was, he scienced the shit out of that. You know, that was a cool thing. No, that if is. If I had to pick a otherworldly. It, and it doesn't have to exclusively have, like, Fifth Element starts on Earth. Empire you know. Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. It's one of my favorite movies. It's a space opera, space western. It's another planet. That counts. Wow, it, I mean, it does count. I I wouldn't have 
even thought about that one. Isn't it but, weird how you don't think of that as another planet or in space? You're right. You're right. It, but you're it, it absolutely it absolutely works. Yeah, Isn't that weird. Well, it was a long time ago you in, know. A, in a galaxy far, far away. That is weird. Your mind goes, oh, those don't count. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, they sure do. Seabot, uh, what's yours? Easy. Prometheus. Dude, they literally they all die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ex- well, the robot takes a slave but everyone else dies and and the robot lives i i I, now i understand it's like porn to me that makes it that checks out that's that's with his prime directive i think (laughs) (laughs) it makes tons of sense uh so we're, we're talking a lot about all these other planets and for a reason this week we're talking Project Serpo. Project it revolves Serpo. around another planet. John, what the hell is Project Serpo for our non woke members of the Hysteria Nation out there? Well, it's funny. My my wife asked me this week. She said, uh, "So, what topic are you guys doing?" And I said, "Project Serpo." And she said, "Well, what's that?" And I said, "Well, Serpico. I've seen that." <laughs> no, no, she probably hasn't seen that either. Um, I, I said, "Well, remember in high school when we had foreign exchange students?" It's like that, but other planets. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> Your wife has a much deeper voice than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did, I, mean, I thought that was the best way to describe it. Uh, if you've been listening to this show for a while, we've, we've actually touched on it before. Yeah, I, I gave a rundown, uh, I don't know, a few, few episodes ago, but it... it this is one of those that's fire on all cylinders. It kind of touches with uh, the ones with uh, aliens, and it falls in with Betty and Barney Hill, and and it's got Roswell. And, and it's, it's 100% true. Exactly. And that's the really the only thing that matters. It's, it's 100% true and fully believable story. It starts... Like all great alien disclosure starts... With an anonymous statement. Yeah, yeah. Sent to an American UFO discussion group, not, you know, the military or USA Today or anything like that. Through a series of emails about how the lone survivor of the Roswell crash in 1947 was instrumental in organizing the super-secret government program entitled Project Serpo. Passes my smell test. I'm on board. Oh, but wait, there's There's more. more. (laughs) Like any good conspiracy, the author of this series of emails refused to go into personal details uh, beyond his admission that he was a retired government employee and he had an active role in the program. That old chestnut. I believe every email I get. Do you know how many times over a millionaire I'm going to be Mm -hmm. very soon from a, a many Nigerian prince? We got one. <laughs> <laughs> so Roswell, John, is is where this yarn have, starts. By the way, have I shown you my new Rolex? Oh, no. It says Rolex, I see. No, th- that's just your eyes. <laughs> okay. Okay. If I was going to craft a story, I'd probably want to start with the heavy hitters, like something like Roswell or something, right? You know, to really to tip off the 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 woke aspects of those people out there i mean yeah but i don't like i don't like where you're headed you're insinuating something there and i don't like it oh i'm sorry i'm sorry this is true okay so like we said the lone survivor of the roswell crash is our guy it starts there his name was (laughs) right exactly all his buddies died one guy's alive so he's ferried off to a top secret military facility and granted permission to contact other members of his civilization using equipment salvaged from 
the crash UFO that he came here in. No way anything could have gone wrong with that. I'm sure the military was like, oh, man, dial him up. Just let him know. We're fine. We're, we're going to be in the other room. Yeah. And then and when they asked him his name and he said, or you can just call me Earl. Yeah, yeah. It's impossible to pronounce it in your tongue. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Bob, it is. Uh, uh, luckily, uh, the race of 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 aliens that they're known as was much easier to pronounce. Yeah, Eben, Eben, Eben. So the military personnel learned that that's where he's from. They live on a world. He told them called Serpo, which is located within the Zeta Reticuli star system, as all good worlds in these stories are. Best known as the origins of the visitors documented in the Hills abduction of 1961. So they've been busy and on and around planet Earth. Uh, John, you actually might remember our talks about these fine lads in our episode on the grays, because the grays are what they think that these are. These, these, uh, Zeta reticulans, Ebens. these Serpo people, they're the people that we've talked about now, whether they're drones or, or things like that we've talked about. Nope. They're just their own race of people. And being their own race of people, this guy actually makes contact with his home world. And they're like, yeah, okay. But, uh, while you're here on earth, we're going to put you to work. So he becomes so he moved to Milwaukee and uh, and worked in a bottle cap factory. That's right. Schlemiel, uh, Schlemiel, Bottle Caps Incorporated. Incorporated. So he becomes an intermediary for both the U.S. military and the Eben people until this guy passes or dies in 1952. Did they give him a Christian burial? Well, they took him to Aurora, Texas, and they go, we'll handle this. We know what (laughs) we've got some experience here. Right. I say he, I guess, was he a male? Was he a female? They don't really break it down. Do they have a door number three there? Like, are you a male or female? I am at one with the species. What? I don't know. Like, I have no idea. Gender neutral. Yeah, it's presumptuous for me to say it was he. But before before he cashes that ticket out, he opens dialogue between the worlds of Earth and Serpo. And we continue to talk for another decade until meeting was finally planned to take place in Alamogordo, New Mexico, April 1964. It's always in New Mexico. Right. High Plains Desert. Or Nevada. There. Yeah, it's it's not as many looky loos. I mean you could have you could have gone to Utah. You could have, but but you know what? He's not into polygamy. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> So but seriously <laughs> Way too many kids. Just way too many kids. So that's right though. These gray bastards are headed to our neck of the woods and they decide we're gonna grab some coffee and chat with you humans because here they come. They they took such good care of of uh what was his name again? Yeah, Earl. Exactly. Exactly. So sixty four comes. They land and are permitted to get their dead buddy. So they there's your answer. They didn't give him a Christian burial. They were waiting for his people. They're allowed to stay for a year to broker in a deal. No, they did bury him and they actually hired Jeff Mudgett to come dig him up. <laughs> Could it, it be <laughs> the Jeff Mudgett is still shaking him for all the change in his pockets? <laughs> Was Earl actually Jack the Ripper? And that's the end of the ne- next time. We'll let you know next time. We'll let- <laughs> yeah. They say they come here and they're they're here to broker an exchange of sorts. Hence, Project Serpo. So what's Project Serpo, John? 
A dozen military specialists were carefully selected to participate in exchange. Hey, do you guys want to go to Serpo? Yeah, I'll do. I'll go. <laughs> and tasked and, ta- and tasked to gather as much intelligence about the even people uh, as was possible. Now that's the official military right. line. The, the truth is, much like I described to my wife, we just picked the people that we were really annoyed by and shipped them out. Right, right. I mean, just th- just think about exchange programs mm-hmm. that's that's who you pick you you pick you pick the 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 least behaved of the group and you ship them out and that's who it was information gathering focused on all aspects of life on their planet including their society and political agendas the even technological capabilities and the even's home so pretty much we're going to send you there and you're going to assimilate and learn everything and report back to us uh, you, i mentioned uh their political agendas it turns out they were all tories <laughs> It's weird. Yeah, they got rid of the wigs years and years, years ago. <laughs> that is a the- mass cleansing. <laughs> Go there, figure figure out. It is funny their political agendas because they want to know: Are these guys going to bomb us back into the the, the dark ages? ages? Yeah, the stone ages, or are they actually here for peace? They picked ten men and a pair of women, so twelve were total were selected to remain on Serpo for a decade and then be transported back to earth for a debriefing now i like to think it's just because they're like well we're not going to make it back there for like 10 years yeah that's fine they'll be good knowing that you're going somewhere that you're going to be for a long period of time with a race that you're obviously with a bunch of aliens yeah why would you only send two women and 10 men you're setting up a problem maybe they didn't want fraternizing you know you're not supposed to jerk off each other on the international space station that's in the rules it is I figure <laughs> they call they call it the Russian handshake. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I'm just, getting I, I'm I, getting I, shaking head and eyes from the booth. Not even conspiracy bot knows what to no, say. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, the 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 point being, I think, <laughs> but you're they didn't send twelve men. They they did include two women. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean. Women can have high-ranking jobs. Maybe they were the most skilled for the said event. Why do they have to care about What if half of these men were gay and they are all in love with one another? I just I, I don't see those things. Color, gender, it's just it's all you don't see gender. lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to party. <laughs> yeah, he does like to party. So that's a hell of a mission, though. We're going to send you here, and you're going to be, for all intents and purposes, stranded for 10 years. Deuces. Uh, trusting these people that came here in a spaceship. And uh, Godspeed. Boy, how do, do you think they put that on the recruitment pamphlet? Son, would you like to see the world? Yeah, do you want to? Do you like travel? <laughs> do you like, well, yeah. I, I mean, you think I'll get to go to uh, foreign exotic places like, like Germany? Yes. Right? Germany and Zeta Reticuli. Well, see, so you're saying Germany. This place isn't right around the corner like Europe. It's 37 flipping light years away. That's 12 parsecs to you, John. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. (laughs) (laughs) And they said it took a reported nine months to complete. You're booking. Yeah, that's hauling ass. If it's 37 light years away and it took nine months, you're, you're, that's upwards of 700 miles an hour. I did the math. I did it. I worked it out. It wouldn't take, uh, wouldn't take the Millennium Falcon that. No, no, not at all. So the dirty dozen gets to Serpo, Brent. What do they do? Well, they get out and they go, 
Fuck, we've made a huge mistake. I've 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 made a huge mistake. (laughs) They discovered that the even planet was like Earth in many ways. We're going to touch on the good things first. It was slightly smaller in size, but the atmosphere was consistent to that of Earth. So you can walk around, you can breathe comfortably. One of the major differences was the parent star or stars because Zeta Reticuli is a binary star system. So Serpo was bathed by light almost constantly because of the two binary stars. Brent, if you were listening to our Nibiru episode, you would know that this is also a binary star system. And yes, and one day Nemesis is just going to come for us. Correct. You you don't name it Nemesis when it's just when it's a good thing. Playing hokey pokey <laughs> out in the in the asteroid galaxy. Realm. Yeah. Not only was there elevated light, because there's two of them, there's elevated heat levels, it's muggy. There's also elevated levels of radiation. Two of the men chosen to participate... I hear that's not a good thing. No. They quickly succumbed to the conditions and died real quick. Like, well, this sucks. I'm out of here. Deuces. They died. The remainder took several years to acclimate to these conditions, but ultimately, they got used to it. I guess anything, you make the best of your situation. <laughs> like, oh, here we go. Well, when you're 37 light years from home, it's not like you're at a sleepover and you're like, I'm calling my parents. I'm going home. I don't like this anymore. Yeah. yeah it's not like the sleepover where you can do what you want. They had to. Rem- did they bring pizza rolls? Yeah, they did. They were one of the sponsors. <laughs> of the trip? Yes. So these 10 that were still alive had to remain covered up at all times and were not able to dress inappropriately, meaning not covered like in burkas, due to their living conditions. The, the light, the radiation, everything was just dire to them. They had more than extreme heat and radiation to contend with, and food on top of it was a crucial factor that every member had to overcome. And why I say that, <laughs> they were sent on a decade-long mission, but they only brought food for a couple years. Now, they knew that they were going to have to eat the things that were on this planet, but meaning the Ebens. Yeah. Who's to say that they were appetizing, but I'm sure the Eben people told them, don't worry about it. We got food for you. You're fine. <laughs> like, I don't know if they came here to eat cheeseburgers. We didn't eat, go there to eat like, you know, reptilian cakes. Everything here is on a cob. <laughs> Literally everything, everything is a cob. <laughs> the other thing is time. The time there was different than ours. I don't mean like the aspect of time, but their days were 43 hours in length. They had to get used to being awake for 43 hours in length or have a psychiatric breakdown. That's like living in Canada. (laughs) Right, right. And it was almost twice your typical day here. And evening and nights never got dark sufficiently. It was always at least partially lit. Again, like living in Canada. Right, because of the binary star. Fun, I think, is what we're getting at. What do you think, John? I mean, do you think they knew that before going there? Hey, there's a really good chance you're going to die immediately. And if not, you're going to live in hellish conditions to which we can't even bring up. Uh, until we choose a sufficient time for you to come home. I mean, it sounds like joining the military. <laughs> right around like, the Vietnam era. It doesn't sound fun. If you had told me, hey. But then again, I don't think they would. Okay, so let's pre- let's play pretend for a moment. And, and in a world where this is 100% true. I mean, the real world, of course. Yes. There's no way they would know it would be hellish. 
Because the pe- the only the only the be- people from the- Serpo might have been like, "Well, it's the- nice to me." It is it is paradise to the people from there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a great place. We love it. You're mm-hmm. gonna love it. Come on down. There's water, flora, fauna. It's awesome. It's you can breathe there. We know that because great we can food. It's amazing. Come on, yeah. you know, you're you're going to enjoy it. We'll take good care of you. They wouldn't even know. Either that or they're complete dicks and they knew and didn't say anything. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Fooled you. <laughs> What's with you, man? <laughs> we got you good. So we got a squad on this other planet, and they're there for 10 hellish years is what they're told. When we come back, we're going to talk what life was really like there, their fate, and if this could all be true. And we'll find out who really the father is. <laughs> when we return with more Hysteria 51. Morty, you are not the father. What's Morty the father? <laughs> <laughs> on a very special episode. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and Mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for Larry limited time. Hysteria fifty one listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rachete your 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rachete <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to him, it all made sense. There isn't one. 
Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. That wasn't that wasn't good. good. No. No, it's just a fact, John. I was channeling. No, you didn't die. I was channeling. Don't you see I got a thermometer in one hand and a EMP meter in the other? Damn it, Brent. Yeah, fuck him. Whatever. <laughs> you say it's hot in here. I did not. It's my it's my watermelon. Oh, your natural heat. My natural heat. <laughs> Stop it. So when we last left you, oh intrepid listener, we had a team on Serpo. And they're realizing that this is going to be pretty crappy. Two of us died. And uh, this isn't as fun as we thought. There's radiation. We got to cover up with like. What are all these sores all over my body? So what did the team report back about Serpo? uh, They had to come back at some sort or we wouldn't have any idea. John, tell us about what they reported well they knew it was the 70s back home so they had to get back for the cocaine and loose morals no that's why i stay is <laughs> cocaine and loose morals need <laughs> so 1975 came and went when they were supposed to make it it's back time to come home just, just kidding. kidding yeah uh and and no word came from the participants uh Eight of the dozen finally did return to Earth in 1978. Three years overdue. Oh, that's, you know, what? what's three years between friends? Well, they did the math wrong. They didn't, you know, carry the six. Yep, and, you know. yep. Uh, the remaining couple who had not died, one of the men and one of the women, opted to remain on Serpo. We just, we got used to it. it this is home now. Radiation feels good. Yeah, right. Right. Now, is this like the people that were on uh, in Cocoon? They went and they came back and like, we're going to stay. I know there's no disease or war and we'd never die there, but my grandson's here. I'm going to stay and die. Diabetes. <laughs> Why'd they stay, though? What was the reason? They never said. Sadist, probably. Well, they can't say they're on Serpo. That's true. This is true. I'm, 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 I'm a thinker, Brent. And those that did make the return trip were kept in isolation for a further six years you don't want any nasty uh, space bugs coming in, which actually probably would be realistic if they did come back. I saw Starship Troopers. Yeah, right. The military calls out the fuck you very much treatment. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> hey, thanks for spending 13 years there. 
We're going to have to keep you in isolation for six more. I know you and Gary don't get along. You know, we talk we, we talk shit about the, the military and the government in general quite frequently on this show. Mm-hmm. I got to go ahead and agree with this decision. Yeah, I'm not I'm not real, not real upset with that one. I, they didn't just sit there spinning their their thumbs, though. They were thoroughly debriefed during this time. And according to the reports or emails, <laughs> each one of them had difficulty readjusting to life back on Earth after Project Serpo, because that falls in the category of no shit. Uh, that would exactly. What the happen. hell is up with these 24 hour days? Though I will say this, there is a silver lining. Eventually, they all died of radiation sickness. Yahtzee. <laughs> so what did we learn from them and those debriefings? John, what did they say? Well, while they were uh, stationed on Serpo, they were given the freedom of the planet and, and they used that chance to explore it fully. Now, was this like the tiny planet in Rick and Morty <laughs> where they're like, hey, they're on the South Pole, 30 yards that way or 300 yards that way? <laughs> Good news. We found a race of pigs and we, we made bacon for breakfast. <laughs> Unfor- unfortunately, the it's now extinct. Yeah. <laughs> Serpo had no oceans and very few mountains. No. That's a bummer. They had water, but no oceans. That's weird. I wonder why. It was like the Earth when the Borg took over, and uh, the Enterprise was caught behind the Borg going through time, and they saw the Earth like change. You remember that? What was? Oh that? yeah, yeah. And the Earth, there was no oceans. It was all just like one giant city-looking thing. No, it turns out that they all just drank out of huge hamster bottles. <laughs> Thank you for that sound effect. You're welcome. That's uh, free. So it, it actually consisted of. Um, the flora consisted of several species, but were chiefly found in the cooler parts of the polar regions. And much like Earth, Serpo had indigenous animal life, which were utilized as tools of work and not so much as food. They didn't eat them. They were vegetarians. I hate it. Even food came from one of several industrial methods. I don't know what that means. I just think of Snowpiercer. If you see that movie, oh, yeah. where they're just making the green goo, no, it, it, the blocks and yeah, it's it, like green. It, and then it turns out that it was uh, people. Nope. It was bugs. Oh, no, you're right. It was. And yeah. it was like a brownish color and it was bugs. Yep. I just thought it was bugs. green. Whichever. I, it was bug jelly. They're eating bug jelly. Or it, it could have been more like Soylent Green. Yeah, that's made. That people. is people. If you've not seen Snowpiercer, don't because I hated it. A lot of people like it. I'm not a fan. And everyone's supposed to listen to Brent's opinion as well they should almost all of them lived in a single large city that consisted of several individual communities the whole planet only had six hundred and fifty thousand people that is like a small part of chicago we have nine million people living up here that is uh i've seen more people than that trying to merge (laughs) on an (laughs) afternoon Uh, the Evans did not even have a specific governing body, but they did employ a hierarchical uh, leadership system. Yeah, so uh, hope you're born into the right family. Otherwise, guess what? It's the slave mines for you. And they said that they did have a military, but reported uh, weapons were never used and violence was completely unheard of across the planet. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season two of a very merry, iconic podcast. 
We're going to be diving into your favorite holiday movies, recapping them and going on a few tangents. Yes, and it's the end of the world as we know it. So why not close out 2020 with a bunch of episodes of Holiday Recap with us? So we hope mm-hmm. everyone grabs a cup of eggnog. And a fistful of candy. Cook that bird and Doritos. The oven. We don't care what you're into. Just join us. Grab your bed wine. Grab your couch cocoa. We're getting lit on the holiday movies. We'll be doing 10 recap episodes. So subscribe to A Very Merry Iconic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And find us on social media at A Very Merry Iconic Podcast on Instagram. And we'll have all the updates there. ACAST, A-cast, A-cast recommends. How's that for uh, well, they were all, to us? They were, they were all too weak to enact any kind of violence right? because they were living off of goo. They're living off goo. It's hot as balls, and they're all got radiation sickness. Yeah, I don't really feel like throwing a tantrum. I'm so mad at you right now, but I can't do anything about it. Right? All citizens were issued with whatever they needed on a need-to-use basis. Uh, basic it's communism! Basic commerce was not in effect. Are you sure this wasn't called Planet Pinko? Exactly. That's exactly right. This does sound like uh, a utopian society taken straight out of the Star Trek You know universe. what? I just figured really? it out. Those two people, Those two people that stayed there... They stayed because they took over. <laughs> they introduced America to it. Do you have a flag? No flag, no country. Those are the rules that I've just came up with. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, the even were the only civilization on Serpo, uh, and their lives were disciplined and scheduled strictly on the Serpo solar day, meaning 43 hours they were working, and other than those humans, no other species of aliens were living on that planet. It's, it, it, was, it was essentially a hippie commune. Right. So what happened to these people when they came back, John? Well, like we said, the ones that came back died. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, Not a fun death. And uh, the couple that remained on Serpo. Well, the even people won't tell us, mostly because uh, the people that are people that stayed there won't let them. Right. Right. I'm sure they summer in Rangoon, winter luge lessons for all normal. No. No, the last known contact with these said people supposedly took place sometime in 1985. Since then, nothing from the Serpo people. That's kind of horse shitty. <laughs> Were we such bad dinner guests? <laughs> They're like, you know what? We sent them back. I'm just going to wipe my hands. Of I'm this. telling you, the two that stayed enslaved them. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't let the cat out of the bag by letting them know how easy this was. We're not calling them. anymore. <laughs> yeah, We're just staying right here. <laughs> Every once in a while, they come and pluck all someone. those all those animals that weren't getting eaten. Oh, oh, they are now. They are tasty. <laughs> Brought a Weber kettle with them. And what uh, do you call this space pig? What's that gonna name? Space cow. It's <laughs> interesting. We don't eat the space horse. So, Why? It's weird. I don't know. So, nation, we've we've laid the story out for you, and and we told it the way that they say it happened, and. Uh, it is not without scientific and common sense criticism. What? Yeah, yeah. John, why don't we give some of the criticisms that, that are thrown against this? Well, the usual, it gets the usual arguments against conspiracy theories, UFOs, faster than light travel, as well as astronomical knowledge of the Zeta Reticuli <laughs> system and just common sense. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's currently no evidence of life in the system and no evidence of even planets there. This is in an area where we should be able to tell if there are planets and they say they say no. But who are they really? Who's pulling their strings? I will also point out that we didn't start the show listing out the people who went. 
Because we don't have a list of their names. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. They also say that let's pretend that this planet was there. The The stars are widely separated. So claims of excess radiation, the result of the presence of a second star, that's nonsense. Now, there could be radiation because of a thin atmosphere or something like that, or ozone depletion or whatever they have there. But that whole, oh, it's two stars. Or a massive atomic war. Right. <laughs> On the more fundamental level, it's entirely possible that the messages, these emails originating the story, were deliberate hoaxes. What? That's bullshit. Color me shocked. No. Why? Break it down for our listeners, John. I have no idea. I mean, you you think something on the internet (laughs) could be a hoax? Yeah, the posings were to internet forums that cover conspiracy theories and ufos and a cursory examination of such form shows that hoaxes believe it or not they're not uncommon no yeah some ufologists have even claimed that the messages were a hoax perpetrated by the american military and intelligence committees as a cover for real secret program oh i get it so we actually sent people to alphas uh to alpha centuri and we didn't want anyone to know, so we made this fake thing up about Zeta yeah, Reticuli. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing to see here. Don't look behind the curtain. Hey, what's that over there? Uh-huh. I the, get it. Even the guy. Tell him about Bill Ryan, the guy who came out with this. Oh, the chief proponent of this thing, of publicizing the Project Serpo claims. He announced on March 5th of 2007 that he was stepping down from his role as the webmaster for the Serpo material. And as we all know, webmaster is the most important role in the known universe now when it's an angel fire site is it really a webmaster or more just a web tinkerer uh it's kind of like a dungeon master <laughs> maybe it was geocities i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so ryan nevertheless maintains his belief that an extraterrestrial exchange program did occur although he states that the serpo release definitely contained disinformation like throwing a, i'm i'm just guessing that he printed these uh, emails out and just wrote bogus on them in big, thick black marker. Because that's what you do when you want to show that something's not real. The government taught me that. I, I found these emails on Prodigy. What do you think we should do? Let's start a website. <laughs> Project Serpo. Right. So question time. Is it possible that Project Serpo is really just the latest in a long line of disinformation released to the public, John, with... Uh, I would actually say an insatiable appetite for UFO and alien conspiracy theories. Or is this a leak from the highest order? Really like a majestic 12 level leak. And we're just lucky to have it. Yes. In fact, our chief champion, Tom DeLong, (laughs) will very soon be releasing the true information to us all our chief champion uh yeah for a nominal fee you can find out about uh what that truth is right and and what- also check out the new correspondence school he's opening up <laughs> do you like astrology psychology and parapsychology <laughs> john this story hits on all the great points like i said roswell the grays betty and barney hill because the zeta reticuli was what the 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 star map that she did and the people that picked her up the even people uh government cover-up communism it's no, all, no, it's, no 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 the people that picked them up were part of the galactic empire no. 
it's all too well constructed and clicks too many boxes to at least pass my smell test. Right? It, that's ignoring the anonymous emails as the original whole thing. Let's just say that they, that it was some other aspect. You throw that into the mix. Hell no. Number one, number two, it's like a who's who, uh, Hey, connect everything together, make it silly as hell. And, uh, we're going to listen to it. So that's my thinking. Absolutely positively horseshit. I think we still have two people there that are ruling it to this day. <laughs> They're building a fleet that will one day, uh, come back this way to try to take over Earth with Ebens as their slave people. Luckily, we have Project Solar Warden trolling the skies ready to protect us. It's just this weird 1960s mecca there because that's all they know. It's just <laughs> free love and drugs and, and just they've completely destroyed the planet, you know? <laughs> They no, spent, this is. They spent the first four years just licking all the trees to see which ones had the best effect on them, and now, <laughs> now they're just rocking out in the forest. This is stupid, and you know the funny thing is that this one got so much. Um, I don't know uh, credence. Like, I, it, it gets passed around a lot. At least the name, and yeah, I, I, it is really stupid. I'm sorry. I, I there might be believers. Hey, you know what? This might have happened in one way. It wasn't this story. Maybe we got people on exchange programs and other planets. Project Serpel is horse crap. It's the, the, I found these emails. Here you go, anonymous source. Oh, really? Oh, well, I better uh, let everyone know because I got anonymous emails. This has to be real. No paper trail. Nothing can prove it. I'm still going to let everyone know. But I heard there was a crash at Roswell, so we'll tie into that. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and and here's an email about it. No. So that's the story, Nation. Are we just way off base in this? And, and you think that we are idiots and this is 100% true? Let us know. You can let us know by going to Facebook. Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. That's where you're going to find this in all other episodes. Hop on Facebook. Also, while you're on Facebook, search Hysteria Nation. That's our chat group, and we are happy to argue the finer points of Serpo culture and even influences on there with anyone who wants to. Also, at Hysteria51Pod at Twitter. Don't forget, you can also go to Patreon if you want to get extra episodes, T-shirts, and all sorts of good things. Hell, you can even pick a topic and host your own show. Now that we've said that, important, you can leave us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. And John, we got three of those bastards. I'm excited. We got three to play. So... The first one coming up, Megan from Gray's Lake calling back because she, her original one was cut off. Is it called Gray's Lake because Gray's live there? I think so. That it, it fits in perfectly with this episode. Hey guys, it's Megan from Gray's Lake giving you a call back. Now, I know there's a handful of conspiracy theories floating around as to why my last voice not cut out. Was it aliens? Was it the Russians? Frankly, I'm starting to think that Seabot hacked my phone just because he wanted to hear my voice again. Hey, I'm really going to need those pictures back. Hey, regardless, I love the show. Binged on nearly episode, every episode within the past few months. Not entirely sure that's something I should be proud of, but here I am. Keep up the great work. 
Couple things. Number one, I haven't seen the photos, and I made the bastard, so I'm upset. Number two, it was Russian aliens, and number three, uh, that's a resume builder right there that you've uh, listened to well, all it, these it, episodes. It depends on what resume you're building. <laughs> <laughs> what what type of job are you trying to get? Uh, and as far as something I mean, in sanitation, I hope because that's about as far as it's going to get you. And as far as photos go, you know his hard drive is like three meg. I mean, there's only so many places. Were they were they physical photos or? I, I think she might have been fibbing, John. I think she might have been fibbing. Well, I'm just saying that he doesn't have like a big enough hard drive to actually store anything. Yeah. <laughs> if they're physical we photos. We do that on you, purpose. You literally, they're probably inside of his disk drive. <laughs> so without further ado, voicemail number two. Hey, guys. This is Ray from Berwyn. Um, just. Got done listening to Operation Northwards. Um, it was very interesting. Uh, I do think that the Kennedy conspiracy is probably the only one that I can think of that I can somewhat believe. Um, but as I say this, I'm looking out the window, making sure the CIA isn't listening. Um, so they are. Keep up the great work. I uh, just want to say that I really enjoyed it and. Can't wait for the next one. Bye. And that's the last known recording of Ray from Berwyn. They are 100% listening. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just feel bad for our listeners. Yeah. Just you saying Operation Northwoods over a phone got you on like three new lists. Yeah. I, I, We're on those lists, so we'll hang out. Yeah. Don't but worry about it. Ha, 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 ha. Number three. We got one more coming at you. Do, 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 do. Gentlemen, there is a mention of Elsinore beer on your latest episode. I'm a little distraught at the fact that you have no Elsinore beer available on Patreon. What the deuce, guys. I think even Conspiracy Bot would help me out with this. A little upset here. Might not listen again. Especially if you have Joe Peck on. I, I can't fault the guy for, for you know, uh, liking Elsinore beer. I can fault him for liking Joe Peck. No, he said he won't listen if we have Joe Peck on. And he doesn't <laughs> need to worry because he's never welcome back. That's right. I know that guy's voice. That's Corey Hay, longtime listener. We've talked to him many times. You're the one who told me no one gives a shit about Elsinore beer. And uh, I don't like the listeners that that care about it. I want the listeners that like most. I never said I don't that. like them. I you, you, you made discouraging. You, you are, made you are making things up. You are creating things that never happened. Ha, 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 ha. Much like the people that created Project Serpo. <laughs> Did you create Project Serpo, Brent? I wish I had the wherewithal. I wish that I didn't think it was uh, too bad to just make up. One of these days, we're just going to make up an epi- uh, something for an episode. See if it catches on. <laughs> this was the Glaxon Order of 1947. And all of a sudden, there'll be like a Gaia documentary on it. <laughs> You're an idiot. It was like when we did the Nazi bell. A week later, we uh, popped up in a, a British yes! tabloid. A tabloid quoted us uh, the, uh, as experts uh, t- on the Nazi bell. The, uh, if you've ever heard of the British tabloid, The Express, uh, they quoted our podcast as experts on the Nazi bell. Also, not jazz that even more shit on the internet now has Nazi in my name uh, tied to it. So I could do without that. And for the record, and, and don't quote us as experts on anything. 
fuck that. I'm no quote me, quote me. Except for maybe idiot robots. There you go. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been conspiracy bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. (laughs) Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.